I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and, and sometimes, sometimes other, other shit. shit. Hello, dear. Hey, hey. I am freaking loving our new theme song. Oh, it yes, is good. yes, yes, yes. I just mm-hmm. want to give a huge shout out. We just debuted our theme song last episode, mm-hmm. but I want to give a big shout out to Rob Lux, who set that off for us so right. It just really embodies the feeling of a hipster, but yeah. for sure a black hipster. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. It's got mm-hmm. that flavor. So thank you so much for that, Rob. Um, we got just a couple things we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sex. Yes. Sex yes. and more sex. Sex, oh my word. Your favorite topic. I don't know what that is. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> well, you know what? According to what's going on in the world, that would make sense. Because <laughs> apparently people are just having a lot less sex. Why do you think that is? Well, the experts say a lot of different reasons. Why do I think that is? Mm-hmm. Um, I think because people aren't married as much. And I think that's weird because people assume that married mm-hmm. couples have less sex. Mm-hmm. But obviously, married couples just have more access to another person's body. That's true. Yeah, they are singles, yeah. right? So they, I would imagine, on average, have more sex than anybody else. But now that we're not getting married at the same rates, people are pushing marriage off a career and that kind of thing, then it would make sense that we're having less sex. Yeah. Yeah. But they said also, too, like the rate of teenage pregnancies has gone down. So there's some positives that have come out from this. STD rates, I think, have gone down as well. I've read about that, yes. I I don't know. I heard that like the old people are getting syphilis at high rates right now. Well, yeah, I think that's been going on for some time now. I don't know if it's sort of leveled off. The baby boomers are out here spreading. Well, because they're like, we don't have to worry about getting pregnant, but ah. there are other things that you have to worry about. And in the, in the, in the what do you call it? The the where people old people go, old people's home, the retirement homes. Oh, I was about to yeah. say Florida. Oh no, well that too. I'm pretty sure Florida has some high ST rate. STD I would imagine because those are all these old people. Yeah, going. they spread their their um, illnesses. Yeah. Well, illnesses, we watched viruses. that. Um, well, it was a couple episodes of Sex and Love with Christian mm-hmm. Amanpour. Yes. Yes, I love it. It is such a good series. It's on Netflix, and I really hope that they bring it back, because it was yeah. only like six episodes. Only like six episodes, yeah. Uh, and they're done, and I keep going back and looking just to see if they're new episodes, <laughs> and there are not. Um, but it was really interesting. I thought the episodes about Japan, about Tokyo, mm-hmm. and about Shanghai, China were two of the more interesting ones, just because they're such conservative societies. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And to find out that like people, they're millennium, the millennials are still virgins mm-hmm. at such high rates. Was it like forty percent of Japan of millennials in Japan are virgins? virgins. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think the the average age I think for losing one's virginity in the U.S. they said has also gone up significantly. Oh. It's like 17 amongst boys or something like that, and like 19 amongst girls or something what like that. What was it before? Um, like, like 15, 16, oh, something uh-huh. like that. I mean, you think about it, right? It was like when you got to college, most people were not virgins. That's true. And then it's just like, well, we're like all 18 years old, so what were y'all doing? Oh, well, yeah. I said y'all like I wasn't included in that. Huh? Yeah, I was ah, like, okay, okay. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think it too is it's interesting to see to watch the um, documentary because you see how different the cultures are as far as like mm-hmm. our approach to love and relationships and what it means to be in a sort of successful marriage or relationship. 
and how like even with the China, the China, I thought it was interesting that they don't even really have they don't say I love you to each other. Like seeing no no I think no that was Japan, Japan. Yeah. yeah that was in Tokyo. And, you know, you think of Tokyo, we all think technology, you know, I think when I think of Tokyo, all the technology and how they're so forward with a lot of things. Right. But as far as their relationships, they're very conservative. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how the couples are like, we don't have to say I love you is kind of weird. Then, like I say, I appreciate you. And they don't. They're, they're right, there's no direct translation yeah. even in the way that we say it and what it means yeah. in English. That was very interesting. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's that we forget. It, it, oddly enough that the United States, you know, we've come a long way in a very short time yeah. in the way that we approach relationships and love and marriage and dating. Mm-hmm. But in certain parts of the world, we're still considered very conservative. Yeah. You know, when they talk about sex and we're we're deemed very conservative to a lot of European nations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't think so. I mean, you think about in the, the 80s, right, when what Madonna was doing was super taboo yeah. and she was super pushing the like the the edges I mean all the way mm-hmm. and then look now if you watch a video like a, a Beyonce video mm-hmm. or like Ariana Grande or Nicki Minaj yeah. okay let's go there mm-hmm. and you know our parents are appalled like they are disgusted yeah. every fiber of their being is angered by what Nicki Minaj does yeah. and it's just normal to us and then in somewhere like Paris, they might even say like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. It's, not that big of a it's deal. a bare butt. Yeah. Like, we still don't go topless on our beaches unless we consider it a nude beach. Yeah. And if you were to go to Ibiza, like, everybody's got their top off and it's not that big of a yeah. deal. But then you have all these little American pervs with their sunglasses just trying to stare at everybody's glasses. Yeah, because they're not used to it. And even, like, with breastfeeding and all those things and how in this country that's been such a, a to to allow women to breastfeed in public mm-hmm. has been such a Contro- an issue. oh it's been super controversial yeah because it's because it's something that you know you feed your child with you give nourishment but it's also highly sexualized right as is most parts of a woman's body but is. that's what it is it's yeah. the way that we hypersexualize the female form mm-hmm. did i tell you that i was out with a really close friend she had recently had a baby mm-hmm. i think he must have been like seven or eight months a little doll little mm-hmm. dream and we were at the smith and she was breastfeeding him and like on and off because that's just like what he does mm-hmm. he'll stop and he'll chill he'll play with something then he go back and she was just sitting there with her breasts out. Yeah. I mean, just sitting at the table. We were having a conversation. Her breasts were just she's out. she's younger than we are. Yes. Yeah. And there was a table full of men near us. And I can tell that they were very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And she did not care. And I love that she didn't care. Yeah. And, that I, and she has huge breasts. Mm-hmm. She always has. And the fact that she was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's just breasts. Like, mm-hmm. She didn't say it, but I could tell that that was her attitude about it. And obviously she had a baby she was yeah. eating from her breasts. Mm-hmm. But the men were very much, I think they just, they kind of looked over like, is she just sitting there with her top <laughs> off? Like, I mean, I know she's feeding the baby, but is she going to put that away when he stops? Yeah. Like, But she didn't bother. It was just like, whatever, because he's going to keep going back for it and I have exactly. to keep... You know, she didn't even have like, like a, a towel to cover his nothing. face while he's sucking. Nothing. Yeah. Not even to drape over her breast when he stopped for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. She just sat there with it out and mm-hmm. I was just like, you go ahead, girl. Live your life. Hey, it's legal in New York. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been illegal. I mean, I know that a lot of that comes from people think that, oh my gosh, this is horrible. It's like there are certain things that are introduced. This is not something that women are just doing to show their breasts, especially if you have a baby. Right. Like, And I know that there have been issues like women who want to walk around topless in the city. Right. And I think that we could possibly be there at some point 
But right now we're young. In New York? In New York. I don't well, think we'll ever so, be there. Well, because it's the women's body is so sexualized. So it's until we take away that, then I think it'll be harder. Because it's, 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 it's a threat. It's a danger. Right. It's not safe, I think, for women to do that because of how hypersexualized their bodies are. Right. And how men, men are. That's the That's issue. what I'm saying. I don't think that would ever become no, a thing in no. New York. It's I mean, just, you've 8 million plus people. Yeah. It's bad enough we can't walk down the street without somebody... With the A.O. Ma, you mm-hmm. got a fat ass. Yeah. Especially black women. Yeah. You know, somebody's always got something to say to you. And mm-hmm. then when you now, and then add in the fact that billions of tourists flock to New York City mm-hmm. every day. And then imagine that they are not, they don't live here. They're yeah. not from here. And this is something we do in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, forget it. Yeah. It would be a complete shit It'll show. Be, yeah, It'd be Geostorm. Yeah, I don't think we were ready <laughs> I don't think we're ready. That was a horrible movie, story. by the way. It I, was I an awful movie. I didn't see it. I saw it. that was a where in the preview that it freezes and the plane just falls from the sky or something. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Why Into did like you see Brazil. that movie? Because my baby mama wanted to see it. Oh, it was, I do like a disaster. It was movie the worst movie. So ever. you don't recommend it. That's why I didn't make our list. For 2018, yeah. you know, but maybe there'll be... I think that was 2017. Anyway, though. Oh, possibly, possibly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. yeah. So it was in your top five, is what you're saying. Top five for uh, for Razzie, absolutely, okay. All right. absolutely. Yeah. Top five for we Razzie. We should do that. Go we should Geo talk about Storm. one day our like worst movies that we love to watch. Like they're so bad, but we're just like we have to watch them. Oh my 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 top like one. I know what you're talking about. It's the what Wanye. Yes. 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 Uninvited yes. guest. Uninvited guest. I don't know what year this movie came out. It was a very long time ago because it starred Mari Morrow mm-hmm. and Makai Pfeiffer. Oh, Mari Morrow. And Wanye from Boyz II Men played a thug. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know it was bad. Oh, yeah. And it was so bad that I can't stop watching it. And one day, I had taken off work. It was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and it was on, and I could not believe my eyes. That's why we need to have. It was amazing. I miss our backyard because I would love to have a movie night where we do like a like a projector, set it all up, and we watch some really bad movies. Well, why do we need a backyard for that? Well, I like the idea. Of, I like sitting outside. You know, I love a good summertime oh, God, with a little are, drink. You yeah. are such a fucking hipster. I've always been like that. <laughs> yes. I've always loved. Always so. been a hipster. Oh, I don't think so. I hipster think at a, birth. I think that's just someone who like anywho, anywho. I know we, got, we always have we always go on this attention. We but. do, but it's okay. It's all right. Speaking of the things that we're watching though, um you were watching that it was Vice, right? Vice News with that episode about um the currency in China. Basically people having like social credit. Oh we were talking about that the other day. Oh yeah. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just read a couple, a few articles about it because everything you get from the good thing about social media. Oh, so you media. didn't see the episode? No. Oh, I didn't see oh, the okay. Yeah. You should definitely watch it. It's very interesting. And this is the same what we were talking about as far as like kind of like that um, Black episode, Mirror episode. Black Mirror, right. Yeah, which is scary because China doesn't have how we have in America and obviously a lot of, a lot of other countries. We have credit scores and FICO scores and all these things, which is a way of sort of our government and businesses sort of trying to figure out who's good for a loan. Who can you do these things? But China wants to take that a step further and they sort of have something like that, but also the government wants to control behavior. Right, sort of but how- and then the, the people also govern it because it basically, I know at least in the, at the Vice News episode we were watching is that people monitor that. Mm-hmm. So people will tell on you. Yes, yes. And, and it <laughs> comes out of them not having that. It comes out of that. It sort of comes out of them not having sort of the same 
um, sort of way they monitor my words, sort of the way that they monitor people we have sort of financially. So what they do is they realize, okay, most of their, a large majority of their population has cell phones. How can we do it through an app? So you can have these different apps that sort of connect to all, you can purchase things in an app. It's very cashless. Like a lot of people here are becoming cashless. Mm -hmm. So it's like you purchase your car, you get student loans, you, you get any type of loan, you make your purchase at your regular grocery store, and then that tracks your spending and tracks your behavior. But then they also have other people who rate you. You can sort of go in a, you can get a, a circle of friends. So you want to make friends with Shawa or anyone because she has a high score of 700 versus yours is in 400. And that increases your chances of being approved for loans. Oh, being allowed that's to different schools. It, it's really That's honestly, different from what we were watching, but that's that's very yeah. interesting. That's way more like that episode of Black Oh, Mirror. no, it's very much. And they even said something where they had, and the, the article was really, really long. A couple of articles were really long. But even students, like a lot of, like they said, one year 9.5 million students were taking this exam, college entrance exam entrance exam so the company that sort of runs these um runs these scores like mm -hmm. they sort of give you your score they wanted information from that of people who had cheated because they wanted that to impact their scores getting into college so it's about how cheating. did they know it's they about cheated eating. well because they wanted to i don't know if they were caught they wanted that information so oh, people wow. can report on you they have things following you as far as like if you run a red light mm -hmm. if you are rude to someone at a restaurant yeah then that's gonna all affect your score it's, and then they have it, it, it's, it's really funny because I'm like I'm not sure how I feel about it because on one hand I think it's great because it forces us to just be better people right yeah all around right so it's just like you always know that your your behavior is being watched to some degree so it makes you behave better mm -hmm. unfortunately that's just is a real thing right people know that their behaviors are being measured they do better yeah um, so that's good. And then I think, it, you know, it, it's it's going to trickle, right? So it'll trickle into everything. Mm -hmm. You just be a better person. You're going to be a better driver. You're going you're gonna to give an old lady a seat on the train. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those things. And then uh, I will hope eventually it just becomes a fabric of the way that that society runs. But then on the flip side, it's just like... What's with the snitching? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what, too, what's with the big brother ass yeah. shit? Like, why is it any of your business if I ran a red light? Nobody got hurt. Granted, it was wrong, but maybe it was just an accident. Yeah, and it's and not something I do all the time, yeah. but now I can't get a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what's scary is that it may, you know, what if there's criteria about like what constitutes good behavior? Right. And what, and all of that. It's just like, well, how are you? That's, and then gonna, what's the line? What's the what's measure? The and then, yeah. like, who. Who decides? Yeah, and who then decides? is it arbitrary to change? Yeah. And then we get some big brother ass shit yeah. where it's just like, oh, I disagreed with such and such news channel. Or I disagreed with something the government did or said. And now I can't buy a house. Well, so they, no one will rent me an apartment. Yeah. They had this issue in the, in the one article crazy. that I was reading. There's this gentleman who has these things because he had moved to China um, and he sort of signed up for all this because he makes everything so seamless and easy. Mm -hmm. But then he started realizing and speaking to different people how it affects your day-to-day -day life. How mm -hmm. some people, because they got into an argument or something happened, just even affecting friendships. He's like, well, certain people wouldn't be friends with me because my score is too low. Oh, wow. Or yeah. it's just like, he, he's just like, he's like, well, I have to think about people that who I love who have lower scores than me. And I'm thinking, are their scores impacting my score? That's and does that crazy. make sense? And that too, not even on the... Wow, right. You just be like, oh, my twin brother's got a really low score, so can't Thanksgiving yeah. dinner at his house. And you know it's going to be some bullshit where the government's <laughs> going to be like, well, you have to do, we want you to do A, B, and C, or 
so that you can get this and you may not agree with that right. it's like I don't think this is necessary like even if we said pledging allegiance to the flag or something mm -hmm. what if they said listen you have to do this or and you have no control or, yeah and right. people were saying and the guy in the article was talking about how there isn't a lot of recourse he's like well, if you're cut off from something then it's very very difficult you can go to court but he's like well this is the government it's, you have no recourse there's no sort of way for you to get what you want right because you're it. already just in the freaking yeah. like the gutter yeah the gutter so unless someone who has a higher score is willing to fight for you, which they're probably not because they don't want to lower their score, yeah. then yeah, you very much are just down and out. It's down and out. That's crazy. It's crazy. And I, one of the ways I know I'm, I'm, one of the ways I just thought about this because I was reading, you know, you and I both watched Drag Race and they were talking about, you know, this current season of Drag Race and how things, certain things are edited and people play the villains and, and how people come on and they have, they want to have a gimmick and they want to have this and that and the mm -hmm. whole thing with Latrice okay. Royale because of social media. Yeah. Because of social media, how it has affected the Queens and the way that they compete in the competition where when they, when they, people were scared of, um, what is it called? Getting rid of Latrice, voting against Latrice, mm -hmm. because and they were saying a part of that. These was from some queens talking on the internet, some of the past queens, and they were like Willem in Alaska, I think, and they were like, well, what queens do is it's like these people have devoted fan bases, mm -hmm. and they were like they don't want to go against someone who has a devoted fan base because mm -hmm. that can affect you on social media. And then people come after you, they say bad things about you, and that may in turn, mm -hmm. my guess is affect the jobs that you book where you're allowed to go. You may not have as high of an Instagram following, social media following. Yeah. And people look at that now. That's from other parts of the world, from hiring and, and public. And, oh, you know, yeah, I know it. As stuff, a writer, yeah. it's just like, if you're not branded on social media as exactly. a writer, people don't want to hire you. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have gone to the top journalism school, you know, like UC Berkeley, mm -hmm. and <laughs> yes. have worked with some of the best. But if you haven't worked at, you know, Vogue mm -hmm. or the Daily Front Row, then so and so does not want to hire you as their fashion editor. Yeah. And you can be fashion all day, mm -hmm. but if you only have 500 followers on your Instagram because you're writing instead of doing Instagram posts, yeah. they don't want to hire you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want to feel like they got a big got. They yeah. want to feel like they took you from Condé, they took you from Meredith. Mm -hmm. um, and I get the the sentiment that's behind that, right? Because they're just like, well, if we have three million you know, followers, a, a readership and whatever, that's great. But what are you, we like, we want you to bring more. Yeah. And I get that. They want you to bring that. They also, you know, your report card speaks for itself to some degree that if you were able to work, we know you've worked in the newsroom or we know you've worked fashion weekend. We know that you know what it's about and you're, you're, you know what the expectation is of you and you're mm -hmm. capable to meet that. Now, call a person's references because it's very easy to find out if they're able to meet it. Yeah. They can say they work for these places all day and they could have been the bottom of the barrel yeah. at those places. Mm -hmm. And people will follow you on social media for all kinds of buffoonery mm -hmm. and fuckery. So I, it, it's it's tricky and I get to some extent why they're doing that, but I do think that we need to look a little deeper. The social Damn. currency is starting to get a little out of it's hand. Very much, yes. <laughs> I think it's a great way to communicate with people exactly. i think it's a it's a wonderful way to interact mm -hmm. with your readers or your consumers yes. or that kind of thing because you know it allows you to be there 24 7 exactly. right a mm -hmm. consumer has an issue they reach out on your instagram or your facebook mm -hmm. and it's 8 p.m and it's very easy to go on your facebook and respond mm -hmm. and then now you can maybe send out an, an email to the team or whatever so that at the top of the morning when they get it this thing can start to get taken care of. Yeah. I think that's great mm -hmm. to get the ball rolling on things so that you can make sure you're keeping your client base, your consumer base happy. Mm -hmm. But 
this idea of just having to be on 24-7 and being perfect also, because yeah. let's keep it real, um, what, what people are posting on this. So no one's posting the outtakes yeah. on the Instagram. No one's posting the before pictures. Yeah. The picture before <laughs> the filter. Instagrams. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's this whole look of being perfect. Mm-hmm. And then again, I think that feeds into the fact that we're we're a sexless society in that way because we are so ingrained in social media that that is now how we interact with yeah. people in the world we don't want to talk to people and we spoke about this episodes ago mm-hmm. with you know tinder dating yeah. and how people will give you their instagram handle which is and weird. you'll be like in in front of them yeah. and they'll say well what's your instagram like you don't want my phone number yeah, i could just give you my phone number it's weird you could call me you could text me no you'd rather slide in my dm which and it seems like a, another okay. another sort of layer of vetting. Because like what you're saying, you mm-hmm. mentioned it. You're just like, you already have me in person. The next step would be getting my number. So why do you need... And then let's go Because then they want to look at your Instagram and see if you see are popping. All, yeah, and it's like, no, meet me in person. Let's chat. Let's sit down. That's the best way of getting to know who mm-hmm. I am. What I show you on it, that's curated. My Instagram is curated. I don't show you everything on that's Instagram. Like, I might not even do these posts. Exactly. Yeah. I don't do any of this. Yeah. If I have 100,000 followers, I probably do... None of this. Well, most yeah. I, I have a photographer come and take my pictures. I have an editor do the no. editing, and then I have somebody come up with some quick little, cute little captions. Mm-hmm. But most of the people, I have a team. Yeah, most people at a hundred thousand. Most people that don't have a team yet. Right. But it's like when you get like to a million and like above there, then yeah, they have probably have. They have a team, and some of these people don't even know. They forget the brands that they're working for at that oh, point. Yeah. But anywho, but <laughs> it's just. Yeah, it, it, what you're saying, what you spoke about is just, yeah, being present. Like, it's weird that it's kind of like this anti, it's very social. They call it social media, but it it's the very anti social yeah. thing ever. Exactly. It's, you it's, ain't having to, unless people are having social media sex. Do we know if that's a thing yet? Well, what do you mean? Like how phone sex oh, was a I'm thing back sure. in the day, and then yeah. the, the cyber sex. Well, yeah, is there social sex? media I'm sex? I'm pretty sure there's social media sex. <laughs> but think about all the things that you can do. You can Guys, send videos. that's not real. You can't get off from that. Don't yeah, do it. Think about if you like someone on the D, on, on on Instagram, you DM them, mm-hmm. and then they can send you. You guys start trading pictures and stuff via DM, and then start sending videos and you live just streaming. Egg, you just eggplant Friday yeah, hashtag it, on all this exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's it's. You could definitely, I've met so many, not so many people, but I've met people who got dates on DM. Like my, we have a. Well, yeah, that's a thing, but I'm talking sex specifically. Oh, I'm are people sure. like engaging I'm in like sure DM sex? Yeah. So Twitter sex? Sure, yeah, because people are gross. People will get off <laughs> any way they can. And Twitter apparently we has much, many more restrictions. We should this. Should we? We should. Well, I just saw this out. You know, I started reads. I just went to my first um, Shabbat, not Shabbat. Josh and I, Josh and I, um, we went to Tempo on mm-hmm. Friday. So oh, yeah, this Tempo, yeah, it's one in Brooklyn. I forget the name of it. Was so it like a Chabad? Uh, I don't know what that means. What is uh, okay. Uh, so we went, you went to Shabbat service. Yes, exactly. Good for you. Yes, thank you. And I've and I've never been before, but you know, being friends with you and then going to Brandeis, I've learned a lot. Mm. So mainly from being friends with you. And so, um, Josh, you know, he's really trying to con- reconnect to his Jewish faith in a much stronger, larger way. Mm-hmm. So we went. And one of the the um, the rabbi there is this young guy, very very nice, very very sweet. And um, his not one of the ways that he's sort of known is because he started connecting people to the Ju- to Judaism via Grinder. And he was yeah, there are articles about it, and he sort of reached out um, to the community, 
and started having, I think he put it on his profile about, mm-hmm. you know, sort of him being a rabbi or very much into Judaism. So what Judaism. was it like? He's just like, <laughs> sort of like <laughs> catfishing guys like, hey, Seth, well, that package looks nice. Want to bring it to Temple yeah, this yeah. Saturday? Like, <laughs> if the person's name was like David or Dove, he yeah, was like, I'm going to hit him Joshua, up. like, hmm, right. Lev, or all these things. Caleb. I don't know. I think... I don't know exactly the specifics, just how it went all went down, but he sort of created this outlet or this space for people from Grindr to sort of go. And, I, and then it became a larger conversation about they wanted to connect to Judaism. And mm-hmm. I think it, it, it sort of was separate from sex, but he sort of used that avenue to... As super smart. It's super smart. Jews for Grinder, Like, yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, Grinder Shabbat. Yeah. Listen, it's, <laughs> it's extremely smart because, you know, obviously it says to the people on Grinder, hey, there's no judgment yeah. <laughs> about what you're doing. So mm-hmm. don't feel like you can't connect with this cultural side of yourself or you can't connect with your Judaism because you're on Grinder. Yeah. I'm on Grinder telling you, please come to services. Exactly. Which goes to show, I don't, I don't yeah. give a shit no, you that have a you're separate, on here. Yeah. You By a... the way, also met a guy on here named Seth, who I think you guys might be good together. <laughs> come to services. You might meet a good, nice Jewish boy. Exactly. Are they probably, you're trying, they're probably hooking up with someone else in a separate window on Grinder. Like, I'm going to services. You want us to just meet there, then meet up, go yeah. out later, uh, have sex or something, then go to... They're like, Rabbi Shulman, yeah. Yeah, he hit me up too. It's, it's, I'll it's see you in Brooklyn. Smart. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very San Francisco. Oh, yeah. That's it does very Castro. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud well, of him. He was ahead of the curve, this, this young man. So good for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, so if no one else is having sex in it, at least we know like gay Jewish men will be. Uh, yeah. Because exactly. they'll be meeting at Temple. Yeah, meeting at Temple. <laughs> well, it's. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. No, um, just to take it back when you we were talking about the credit thing, mm-hmm. the episode that I saw was very different, and but there were some similarities. The guy was saying that he had taken out a loan with a friend, mm-hmm. and the friend defaulted on his end, and uh-huh. so it brought his uh, social currency down. Uh-huh. And he was trying to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and he said it would have taken probably. No, no, two hours on a plane, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get a plane ticket. Yes, they would not let him buy a plane ticket mm-hmm. because the social currency was too low. So mm-hmm. he had to take the bus, which was like eight hours oh or nine God. hours. And so he was just like, it definitely changes like the small things that can be big things mm-hmm. in your life. Like that can, that seems like oh whatever you have to take a bus. He's like that's a huge inconvenience for huge. my time. Yeah. eight hours versus two hours mm-hmm. makes all the difference in now. If I'm getting to, back to work on time and all these other things, and I'm like, that is really interesting. It sort of made me think about Dubai mm-hmm. and, um, you know, how they have just zero tolerance policy for debt. Mm-hmm. And they said a lot of expats go there and they live beyond their means. And I think we were talking about this a few episodes ago. And I might have edited it out, though. <laughs> and I had nothing to do with the episodes. So I edited it out. But that they would just leave, like, their Lamborghinis and Maseratis on the side of the road because they just flee the country. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that's a weird thing that you'll see if you go to Dubai is you will see luxury cars just abandoned on the side of the road. And it's My typically is the government that, doesn't re, like repossess them. Well that's or? what well essentially yes. The that's cars the are going yeah. yeah. The the cars were going to get repossessed, mm-hmm. but that person was gonna get locked up. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh no, they throw you in prison. 
So they're just trying to flee the country. So they, they, they drive, I guess, as far as they can get, and then they, they run. That's <laughs> they, they flee. They so just you'll drive just like see. 20 feet away from the border. Like, we got to run around. <laughs> right. Like, we can't drive the rest of the way. <laughs> you see a Lamborghini just, you know, just splayed across oh the border. And it's nuts, though. But they were just like, we have a zero tolerance policy about debt. Don't live beyond your means. Don't get crazy. Don't come here thinking. Well, of course, especially in a place like Dubai, where you have so much of the population is made up of expats. Mm -hmm. What you don't want is all these people who are not from there coming there, fucking up your economy, Mm -hmm. and then just going back to their country. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what they're doing. But at least if they can catch them, they're like, nope. You either going to give us our money. Oh, we gonna lock you up. Yeah. So call your country and tell them that they can pay if they want to get you out. Oh, God. I don't know if that's how that goes down. I'm just imagining though that, that that's the conversation. Because well, my thing is, call your family back in Wisconsin, tell them to send the funds. It would be great if they had a way of saying you don't have the money. We're gonna lock. Maybe we try to put you in a program where you can then repay the money. If you don't do that, then you go to jail. Because what if you don't have? No, anything? that's what we do here in the United States. Look how fucked up our economy is. Well, you know. <laughs> that's exactly what we do right but that's exactly what we do here mm. yeah and then we just harass people for the payments it's called credit cards yeah it's not good it's not good at all no 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 not credit <laughs> cards i was wondering if there's like a program they can put them in like you you messed it up you need this money back mm-hmm. we're gonna let you out but we want to say hey you have to pay a portion of it you know how they garnish your wages that's here as well credit programs do but yeah but but instead of i'm saying like say if i'm i think that could work you wouldn't pay back. Say it's not credit card. It could be credit card debt. Whatever debt it is. In no, I'm not talking about just credit cards. I'm saying like credit. There are credit programs. That's exactly what they do. If you have over a certain amount of debt mm-hmm. and then they consolidate it yeah. and they basically bring it to this. Yeah, they forgive some of it. Oh, I wasn't saying they forgive and, some And of make it. sure you're able to pay the rest so they put you in this program. Some of those programs are complete crap. Yeah, People yeah. need to read the fine print. They mm-hmm. need to be very smart. And diligent about that before they get in bed with these programs. But, yeah, and then, you know, your credit's just fucked up for, like, the rest of your life. But then you can at least get from underneath the debt. Yeah. Oh. Or, like, seven years or something. Life, baby. No, I'm just joking. It's not life, but, I mean. It's a long time. It's significant because if you, imagine you do that at 35, Mm -hmm. right? And then your credit's going to be jacked up for how long? You're not buying any houses anytime soon. No. But you're probably at the age where you want to buy a house or finance a wedding or have a baby. Exactly. Yeah. Good luck buying a car. Your credit be in the toilet. Yeah. Your down payment. You need to have half the money up front. Yeah, and that's why the only options then is to just get with someone who has good credit. Which good. I guess essentially then we're doing the same thing here in the United States. <laughs> it's just not social credit. Like yeah. it's just not like right there for everyone yeah. to see immediately. Yeah. Because yeah, that's like the running joke, especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. When we talk about if you're looking for a good man, and they always say the first thing you do is, does he have a job, and what's his credit? What's his credit? What's his credit? That's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. And, the, and the thing about it now, the way we do, I think is much more, is not as scary as that, because that can change. Your credit score, you can make mistakes, but you can't change your credit score. It will take time, but you can change it. And it doesn't right. affect, it doesn't, the other people and don't know about it. And you can still run red lights. Yeah, you can still run, and other people don't know about it, whereas <laughs> what they're trying to do in China, that's, it's too much involved. It's like a scarlet letter. Yeah. You're just walking around. And everyone knows. And it, again, like it's a social credit score. I don't know though, but think about if we could change our credit score here by good doing good deeds. Because the guy in the, the, the episode we watched, he was actually able to fix his social credit 
by giving a lot of money to charities. And now he had to give a lot of money because he was just like, I'm not taking any chances. I mm-hmm. need this fixed. So he was giving money to like three different charities. Like, most oh, like of his helping check old or women off. Like, that. like right. helping old women across the street. Right. Or and it's just like, well, imagine if you could fix your credit. Like if you had bad, just monetary credit mm-hmm. and you could fix it with good social deeds. It would force people to be better in the world. That's true. I mean, that'd be helpful. But I'm okay with the way it is now. I don't know. We were on the train um, yesterday, and this lady got on. When I tell you she was so old, mm-hmm. oh, she was so old. And she had a cane. Mm-hmm. She barely made it on the, the, the train. Mm-hmm. And no one got up to give her their seat. Oh. And so I was just like, no one's going to get up. No one's going to get up. Oh, my God. Like, really, no one's going to get up. I'm just, like, she's so old. And and we were standing, so I, I didn't have a seat to give her. And she wasn't really close to us. So, like, I, it, it, I'm just saying it to the person I was on the train with, yeah. not to everybody else. But I was just like, I can't believe no one's getting up for this lady. She's so old. And then these other two women got on the train, and they were old, but they weren't as old as she was. And then this girl got up immediately. And I'm like... Does she not see this other lady? Because I don't understand what's happening right now. And I hate to say it was a race thing because she got up for the women that were the same race as her, but not this old white lady. Um, And then this girl eventually got up and I'm like, okay, great. Someone finally gave this woman a seat. And I'm just assuming that the girl who gave her the seat didn't see her at Mm -hmm. first because the train was a little crowded. And that's the other thing too. The train was so crowded. Yeah. I'm like, this old lady is going to be getting tossed around, knocked into everybody. I mean, she was so old. Yeah. I mean, she shouldn't have been on the train. But yeah, she was like, so well, old. But then again, it's like, what well, choice? Because I'm thinking, make? how did she get up and down the stairs? It must have taken her an hour. Mm. I was like, she's so old. I really need somebody to get up and give this lady a seat. That's sad. It is sad. And I'm just like, we need to do better. Yeah. We have, like, for me, it doesn't even cross my mind as soon as I see somebody that old get on the train I'm yeah, getting I always up, get up. And, so, and you know Somebody's sometimes feeling. like the pregnant lady will say oh no I'm fine I've been sitting all day mm-hmm. I'm like no girl I get up anyway mm-hmm. and I'm like well I'm gonna get up so if you want the seat it's mm-hmm. available oh, and the good. second somebody think they got I said, oh no I got up out of that seat for her mm-hmm. not for you to go stand over there yeah. No, no, that's I, where I will turn up on you on the train. Don't <laughs> play yourself. I didn't get out of my seat for you to sit. So at least the seat is available to her mm-hmm. in the event that she's just like, you know what? This train is kind of throwing me around and my feet getting a little tired. Oh, that's nice of you. I I never, I don't get up if a woman says she's not. She, a I woman, get up. I tell them, though, if you, I said, if you, I'm here. My stop isn't for you. If you change mm-hmm. your mind, then I will get, get up for you. I have told one or two women that. If you change your mind, just let me know. If the up. train is like, really crowded and throwing me around and she says no then maybe i won't get up but i feel uncomfortable i feel uncomfortable sitting in front of a pregnant woman standing on a train i do it feels weird to me it's just like something is about this picture it's not right it's not right but if she tells me because pregnant women they have to go through a lot of shit so it's Mm -hmm. like you probably strong as hell right now you probably just do oh you better tell me that you are okay with standing up then honey i'm gonna believe that you are okay if you need to see just let me know and i will get up for you but yeah, it it because I mean you carrying a baby and just but I the worst time I think I mentioned this was when another pregnant woman got up for a pregnant woman. Oh and my one, god! I was and uh. I think I had that probably where because no one was getting up and it, the train was relatively crowded and she I saw that she was pregnant mm-hmm. and there was another pregnant woman who she was, was more bigger, pregnant and she said 
oh, do you need this seat? And other pregnant woman was like, yes, I oh do. My she God. sat down. See, that was probably I the worst. think I am an advocate of mind your own damn business mm-hmm. to the point where you already know I got into it with a lady <laughs> on the train this week, not yes. minding her business. But I think I, that might have been a moment where I would have tapped someone and said, right. do, can you, anyone do else you think you can get up and give this woman a seat? Mm-hmm. Because clearly she wants to sit and yeah. she's pregnant, but she saw an even more pregnant woman and felt that I just can't believe that no one's going to get up. Yeah. I would have I would have just pinpointed yeah, one particular person and tapped them and said, do you mind getting up for this person? Yeah. I don't know your disabilities or your life, so it's on you, yeah. but I'm going to ask. Yeah. Especially if it's like a young man. If I see a, 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 a man, mm-hmm. a boy, you in your 20s, mm-hmm. you in your teens, your 30s, yeah. you are very much capable. I don't care how much your feet hurt, how much your back hurt. It can't possibly hurt more than hers. Yeah, I'm pregnant. So get up. Yeah. Get she's up. carrying another life that's stabbing like a parasite just in her, just sucking out all her nutrients. Yeah, you see how bad she looks? That's what pregnancy is to yeah. you, huh? Well, it babies are, I mean, they're wonderful creatures, but they are like parasites. <laughs> you ain't shit. I mean, babies are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well babies are wonderful but we're not gonna have many of them if we don't start having more sex soon well i can have as much sex as i want to i'm not making a baby yeah that. well this is why you know for so long you guys were treated the way you were in life and society oh. that's a mess of things to I say huh? yeah, that's, <laughs> i'm that's joking a, it's i'm explained. joking it's I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> we deserved it we didn't make any babies <laughs> <laughs> well then it, hey listen like i said the jewish gays are having the most sex nobody else is so oh you don't have to worry about the babies we're, we're gonna be like all those tv shows that they're making where it's like oh um society you know has thinned out or oh like there God. are no babies being born yeah. mm-hmm. isn't that the premise of oh, um handmaid's tale yeah, yeah where it's just like yeah healthy babies aren't being born hey guys we better start having what more sex yeah. <laughs> or or we're gonna end up like um what, that man, what's her name Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> and they had that movie Children of Men too where there were no other kids. It started off with the youngest person in the world dying. Isn't there like also 19. that show like a 100 or something like that? Oh, They're legit no, like five show shows with the same premise. Yeah. That, that's 100 the... I believe was a show where the earth was they lived in space and then they sent 100 people to earth to see mm-hmm. if it was could be colonized again. Oh so then what's the show where they basically pick those women it's almost like a reality show and then they're picking those women to i forget where oh it's basically like repopulate the earth again where it's just like there's maybe like one child in the whole united states or something like that damn you know what the problem is if a show is like really gonna get really into it i am hooked Mm -hmm. but if it's like okay i can fall off like (laughs) (laughs) It would blow up the wind. I watched the whole first season and I can't even remember the name right now. Who was on it? I don't. This is terrible. But it was the same premise though that there was basically no children left. Um, I think some sort of virus had done something and then women wouldn't conceive and then they they basically had this whole the lottery. Maybe that's what it was called. The lottery, and they did. It was like some sort of lottery, and then these random women were picked. But it was sort of reality show style. Oh, I don't. Yes. Know. Okay. Like... I think it was called the lottery. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the premise is the same. That it's just like, okay, we're not making babies, or we're not making healthy babies, and humanity's going to die out yeah. because the youngest person in the world is like thirty-seven. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> if we don't get to it soon, 
And yeah, we're in trouble. So if we don't get to, you know, knocking the boots a lot mm-hmm. more, what's going to happen? I mean, right now, I think we're okay. But I mean, we are getting... Because they were talking about America. I mean, population. we are, but US. Japan... Forty yeah. percent of their millennials are virgins. They gotta get to well, knocking they, them boots hard. True. They were talking about the U.S. and how we are. I mean, they talk about that in like in, re, in relationship to Social Security and stuff and how. But they say oh, that yeah, they yeah, say yeah. that we're having less children. And I keep thinking, do we have to worry about that now? Because there's a lot of people on this goddamn earth right now. I think we're okay. I'm no scientist. Yeah, though. I mean, it was. I was reading this thing. It was like in political, and they were saying there's a fourteen percent decline in sexual frequency. Fourteen percent is pretty large. I don't. I wonder who they. How do they know how much sex we are having? They're watching you, Stanley. Didn't we go over this Big Brother thing already? That's true. Which, by the way, means I, I just realized I need to get curtains in my bedroom. So you should curtains. probably do. I that. have curtains, but I leave them open. It's because I want a second floor. And I was it's like, okay. There are cameras. They can see you regardless. They, of the they can see through Better the yet, curtains. They can see through the wall. Watch those bees. Up. Because Black Mirror taught us about that well, too. They Facial just, recognition and all that stuff. Well, they just have the thing where they're putting the little um, things on the bees to monitor their where they're going. Mm-hmm. They call them backpacks. And they're these things to monitor the bees and where they're pollinating and mm-hmm. the way the, you know, all these things. And eventually they want to put microscopic um, cameras on them to monitor where they go. So then they Thank can you, start Black making Mirror. artificial bees. Here's this whole thing now. And <laughs> for, now for, for, I just read this morning. Yeah. I'm not with that. That well, is some real to, big yeah. brother shit. Yeah, because again, like then they're just going to use them of for course, like evil the purposes. Do, yeah, it's the government, it's, right? It's, it's capitalism. It's what we do. We're human beings. We yeah. Hey. So interesting. Yeah, we, we well, talked about a lot. We did. Like we could pack a lot in like forty minutes, yes. can't we? Yeah. Well, we can't pack too much. In mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the meantime, Stanley, well, we have fun at Temple. Thank you so much. And maybe one day you'll go with us. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with us. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. I need a new temple. Yeah, but I was thinking about that. Yeah. Yes. All right. And then Where? in the meantime, where should they go oh. and look at your Instagram? My Instagram is Standrick W. I want to say Standrick W at Instagram. At Instagram.com. Like, I know that's not a <laughs> Email thing. him. Yeah. So at Standrick W. Yes, and yours, darling. At Always Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can also go to our Instagram as well. Yes. Um, Black Hipster Podcast at Black Hipster Podcast, yes. and you can email us at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail dot com. Leave us a little love note if you would, and mm. let us know if you'd like to have sex with either of us. Yes, yeah, so talk about how soothing our voices are. <laughs> Both of us at the same time. Well, yeah, <laughs> we've been friends long enough. We share everything. And, yeah. and rate us, rate us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Another shout out to I do Rob Lux for hooking us up with. Our new beat. Yeah. We'll see you at the next one. Shalom. Bye. Bye. Bye.